0: Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.ca. Oh my goodness. Hi. I'm so happy that we get the Holy Spirit, and I'm so happy that He works through each person, amen? Like... You know the worship doesn't even know like the worship team that uh, what they were singing ties into the message right and those things happen all the time right god's just he's like okay i'm going to move in the spirit and here's how i'm going to move through all these people and i'm going to get something to them and then you know and then he's preparing people when they're going to receive from what god has for them too right and he's got like different things that he lined up just like um i remember even with like ethan when he was on the replenish retreat, he said, like, you know, I'm not getting anything, God, like, I'm, you know, I'm needing to get something, and it was, like, at the the Holy Spirit session, it was, like, this is what I had for you, Ethan, and it was, like, bam, he had something for him, you know what I mean, and he has something for each one of us, and so I find God so awesome, because he cares about each one so deep, and he works through the body, and he wants all of us to experience that together, and so that's a really fantastic thing. And so um, I just wanted to mention one thing that's going to be coming up in the next little bit. And uh, maybe if you can just keep praying for it as well, too, is um, for those of you guys that, that are participating, like, with one church, like, just the prayer nights that we have on the Thursday and then um, some of the ministers, they get together, um, you know, like, once a month. Um, so I, I kind of came forward and said, hey, you know, I'd like to kind of help um, work on some stuff and, like, kind of grow some things that I could see where, where you guys could, like, where we could work together like with churches and, and do some bigger things. And so just pulling on some of my background on um, some skills that I had had with uh, just setting things up and just knowing how those kinds of dynamics work. And so I got the green light from all of them to just kind of say, yeah, you know, like let's take a crack at some stuff and let's see if we can start doing some, some new things. And so um, if you can be keeping that in prayer. But one of the things I wanted to bring out too is it kind of ties into this message. And I'm going to allude to some of it, because I feel like it's a really good uh, segue into the topic that I have uh, today. I'm actually going to be talking about idolatry, which is actually really interesting, so. Um, But one thing I want to mention is that, you know, a lot of the stuff when you think of, like, one church, right, like, some of the dynamics of work in associated with something like that revolves around big ideas, right? And so um, it's just needed because it's an aspect of growth, right? Like, it's an aspect of if you're going to have multi-church things, you have to think in a, a big um, capacity, right, on how that can work with Churches United, right? So it's going to have a big package. It's going to have a big bow, right? It doesn't mean it's the only bow, but it is a bow, right? And so it is part of something that is going on. Um, what I want to bring out is that this, so- this society we live in glorifies a lot of the times the works that we accomplish in our uh tasks that we do right and so um you know like what about you know places like the quiet place or you know of like prayer warriors or like background workers you know what i mean like there's things that i've done for years in the backgrounds and continue to do in the background just because just because i'm i'm that guy like that's something i i just do i just you know if there's a skill that i got and I, and I know that i can do it and it's part of the background stuff who cares you know what i mean if it's, you know, like, prayer, I feel like we all should be in that realm of prayer, and I mean, like, there's some people, they're, like, hard into prayer, like, I mean, God's, like, leading them into it, and it's, like, that's awesome, that's fantastic that they're going that hard into prayer, and so, um, you know, and what about, you know, people that are, um, or, you know, anyone else that's, that's doing different processes or different things that advances the kingdom of God, right? um, you know, advances heaven and destroying darkness, right? That's the aim, right? So we're all on the aim, advancing heaven and destroying darkness. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because even in that, you can't idolize it. You can't idolize, you know, even somebody in the background, somebody that even does that prayer. You can't idolize any of it because it's still the same thing if you start doing that. So, you know, the part, the part that I find interesting is as a human, um, you know, like, what do we want as a, as a human? As, as the human race, what do we want, you know? Like, what is our desires that we really have? And, you know, like, there's some really basic desires. We have food, right? We want to be able to have some good fellowship. We desire some things of peace. We desire harmony, joy, family, friends, laughter, you know, close times with the Lord, security, all sorts of things, right? Um, you know, they're important for the individual, um, you know, and it's God's aim to provide all, um, of, of the things that we need in our lives, right? It's, it's God's aim to provide all of those, um, aspects that make life of a, in and of itself, like makes, uh, an enjoyable moment, right? Um, because, you know, there is a lot of things that we can do in tasks, but it's not tasks that fulfills anything. It's actually a lot of other things that we desire. Like when I wake up in the morning, I can tell you, that you probably won't have the same interest that I have, right? You're not going to want to, you know, look at necessarily like a, you know, like a finicky uh, stock chart or something like that and, and start analyzing things. Like some people, when they wake up, they're like, I just want a coffee, I want to look at the sun, and I want to relax, right? Or, you know, other people, they're, they're more social. They're like, I need to have like this hard social time, like in the morning. I love that. That brings me a lot of life. And amen, we're all different, and we all have different aspects that we enjoy, and guess what? God made us all uniquely different like that, so that we can be um, like people that are individual and have different types of experiences, right? Um, <clears throat> and the interesting part is, as we're kind of doing our life, one of the things that I find as being a human too is that you know we um, we also want to give, right? Those great things to those that we love because you know, we care for someone else, right? Like, I mean, if my parents were taking care of me, I'm like, man, I want to take care of my parents. Like, I like taking care of my parents, right? Like, some people, like, that's part of, you know, that's part of that fellowship, or man, I just love having, like, my time with my brothers, you know what I mean? Like, I have two brothers, and we did, like, a lot of fun, crazy stuff, and so, like, we do, we just talk really loud, and we just do a ton of of crazy things Maddie can, can contest to the, to the crazy that we all do. And I mean, I still do it. You know what I mean? I'm like, if my brothers, you know, rub me the way where I'm like, okay, man, let's go and let's do something fun and wild. I love it, right? And that's part of my character. So that's the person that I am. You know what I mean? And so, so I love my brothers. I want to spend time with my brothers. Because I experienced that, right? I grew up getting to know them. I, and you grow up getting to know people. There's people in your life that you've grown up getting to know, right? And there's people that you enjoy having fellowship time in. And if that person ends up leaving, what do you do? You're like, you're, you're really sore inside, right? Because it's like, man, I really just desire that. I really just, you don't know. I actually have like this desire for being able to be connected. And that's because that's a real, a real attribute that, like with God, right? Like, he made it so that we have those desires, those kinds of things on the inside of us. Um, but the difference between God and us is that we have a very small area of focus, right? Like, my area of focus is like, like my family, right? Like, my area of focus is like my friends. And maybe if I'm very extroverted, I'm going to have, you know, like a lot more extensions surpassing that, right? But at the end of the day, that's about as far as we really take it, Right? You know like you can't really have that investment of people in your life and and really value that relational connection to get too much further because it just starts to get very shallow really quick right like if you just have 110 people that you're trying to connect with on a regular basis consistently across the board it's like like very thin right and so um, you know, and some people, they really enjoy um, doing lots of activities, and they like connecting with a lot of different people and learning different personalities and things like that. Like, you know, like my cousin Naomi, she's very, very much that way. She really enjoys a lot of things, you know? Like, my wife has been talking to Naomi, and I'm like, and she's talking to Naomi more than I talk to Naomi, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, These two people, they really like to talk, right? That's just their personalities, too. And so... But guess what? They're still smaller than God, because God's focus is so big, right? God, um, uh, God on the other hand, you know, um, he's not a person. He, he wasn't just born, right? Um, and, you know, he he can know everything, and he can love everyone, because he knows everyone, and he created everyone. And if you think about a creator who created everyone, and you think about the idea that he can know everyone and then he can love everyone, it's just, it makes sense, right? Like, it's really simple to know that, wow, like, somebody that big can actually love everyone, right? But, like, myself, I can't technically love everyone because I don't even know everyone, right? Like, I'm like, who are you? Like, I have no idea who you are. (laughs) Like, I'm not offended because I don't know you, but, I mean, like, I can get to know you, but I really don't know you that well, right? So there's, like, the ability, and then you get, like, you know, you grow in friendship, and you have different people that you connect with, and stuff like that. And then, and then those people become close people in your life, and it's awesome, right? There's lots of cool things that happen with that. Um, <clears throat> so here's the thing, though: is God is the only one that really has that capacity, right? We do, we do not have the same um, understanding, and we also do not have the ability to have that same love. Like we're not built that way. Um, another aspect is that you know, God is able to. Uh, Able to understand the knowledge of good and evil and be good always. And be good always. He knows what good and evil is, but he's good always, right? And so the sad thing about our situation is we are not, right? We not only cannot understand or love at the level that God operates from, but we are also faced with a conflict on the inside of ourselves, right? The knowledge of good and evil. We might operate from a place of evil. So, there are times when we operate that way as well too. So there's really a distinctive difference between God and us. And so here's the point, okay? Um, If you have, um, if you have all the good aspects of your life covered, okay, as in your family, right, your connection, like all the things that you are desiring, you've got peace, you've got joy, you've got the security, you've got all these attributes, these things that are really crafted from God. He's like, I made humanity. I know how it works. I know how it functions. I know how you are supposed to live and thrive, and I have a place for that for you, right? And so it's like, if we have all of that, right, um, why do we desire outside of these needs? Or why do, we repli- why do we replace the needs of what we have for other things? Why, why, do-, why do we step outside of that, why, why does it become an, like, an area where we ensnare ourselves, I find? Um, for example, right, you'll wake up and have a coffee in the morning, right, and spend some time with someone you love, um, you know, you'll, you will um, uh, receive uh, something, you know, uh, beautiful out of that day because you had a, an experience where you were able to enjoy having um, a little bit of a fellowship time with somebody maybe that you cared about, okay? Um, and it is the desire of, of, of your heart that gets filled, right? So why are the simple things not enough? Why are the things that God has placed in, in our hearts not good enough, right? Like, what, what desire do we have to obtain, right, in all of these other things that, that, we, that we seek, right? W- what is it? Why, why do we do that, right? Um, you know, so, um, you know, why do we have to try and build like, a huge kingdom. Like, why are people going to war with other nations and, like, fighting for, like, some, like, uh, for land or, you know, having to, um, you know, go after uh, millions of dollars or things like that and, 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 and stomp on everybody in the process of that, you know, or, or even, you know, in a good way. You're like, okay, I'll have good values, but I'm going to go after <laughs> like, I'm going to go after, like, the prize, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we live in North America. We're, I'm going to go after the dream, right? I'm, go, I'm going to Hollywood, right? Or I'm going I'm to be that, that businessman. You don't understand, right? You don't understand what I'm going to get myself involved with. You don't understand the connections I'm going to have, the people I'm going to be with, right? Like, all of those kinds of things start mustering up. Why? Um, you know, um, or... Why do we have to have a big house, right? More than our needs, more than the needs that we desire. So if I, if I wake up in the morning, you know, like why do I have to have 20 rooms, right? You know, like why do, why do I have to have that? If I'm not living in it, why, why am I needing it? Why do I need something, right? Why do, what's the point of needing that? Um, so here's my, my question. If the basics are there, why do we need anything outside of this, right? We shouldn't, we, we don't need It says that our Heavenly Father says, I've given you everything that you need, right? I'm going to give you, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you all of the desires of your heart. Like, that's his role in in being our Heavenly Father, is he wants to do that for us. So check this out. We're going to go back to the beginning, Genesis 3, 1 to 7. We're actually going to pull a lot of Genesis, which is really interesting for a sermon on, on idolatry. But check this out. Okay, so Genesis 3, 1 to 7, it says... The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that the Lord had made, which is Satan. Uh, one day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her so she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. The part I want to bring out is, is a bit earlier. It says, God knows that, you're, that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Like God. Like God. So look at all the ambitions that go on that you see in North America i will be making millions i will be the next awesome preacher i will be the next awesome youth pastor i will be the next awesome worship leader i will you will be the best you get to be that right you will be like god whoa hey wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you're telling me I can be like God, so instead of my relationship with God and being obedient to him, I'm going I'm to be the best. I'm going to step over somebody, and God himself, and I'm going to be like God. I get to be God. What is the problem here? The problem is that it's a desire that's wrong. So, what about when God tells you, I've got something for you, right? I've given you a gift, and now you receive that gift, and now you say, no, but I'm leaving God out of it, because I'm that guy now. No, I'm, I'm the dude, right? Like, he put me in charge. I'm, I'm the guy, right? Not you, not that person. I'm the guy, right? So, you want to know something? It's your flesh, that cries out. When you hear something big, exciting, when you hear something and it might not be the kind of big and exciting that might resonate, you know, with you in one area, but it's a big and exciting in some other area that resonates with you and you go, "Ooh. That's what I like. Oh, I want to be a counselor. Oh, I I just want to know all the things that I could possibly know about how people are." and then everybody will love me, right, and I'm just going to be the person, and they come up to me, and they talk to me, and everybody loves me, and so I'm just going to, you know what, I'm going to neglect my family, I'm going to go and learn all these things, or, you know, these people don't have the same desires that I do, I don't care about them anymore, I'm going to just totally cut them off and do my own thing now, because I have better desires, that are bigger than life so that's the problem that's a huge problem so the serpent deceived Eve because she was going to be like God such a bad desire right how many of us need more than we have do you need more than you have do you need it a really good point to bring out especially when you know that Adam and Eve that it was that deceptiveness of the desire that they had to be like God that was the kicker so how easy is it how easy is it right so um oh. so yeah um so like food and clothing you know it's not enough right um, uh, so we want a, like a bigger house, right? Faster car, millions in the bank, a big business, thousands of fans, right? Or maybe a large ministry, or maybe acknowledgement as being a saint, right? Or maybe we want to be seen as the best person on the planet. Everyone will tell you that, right? What else? What else could you, what else do you, Is the flesh mustering up on the inside of you, because you have it, right? We, rust, we wrestle with that. There's a flesh on the inside of us, and we, we all are, are guilty of it, it It will come at you, and, and Satan will try to tempt you, right? So do we not see that all of this comes at a cost, a dear cost? Do we not realize that it costs us our lives? It costs us the depth of your soul. Do you want to live giving the depths of your soul to something where you were not meant to live that way? Do you want to go down a path that's toxic and dead? You just, you're like dry, you're just like bones walking around. There's no life on the inside of you, you know? But here's the thing, God is so big, right? He is the one that loves everyone, right? And he is the one that knows everyone. He can understand good and evil, not us. We have our small part, small part in this world, We are an individual, right? We have a small part to play in this world. Small. He is the one that is that, right? Don't try to be like God. (laughs) Be with God. Don't be God. Don't try to be God. Okay, so here's the thing. So James 4, 1 to 3, it says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And so the thing here is, guys, like, we really have to see what is going on with God in the midst of all this, guys. Our desires have to be right. Okay, let's pull up Genesis 4, 6 to 12. It says, so this is, this is Cain and Abel. This is an interesting one. So why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. So here's the thing. It says, why do you look so dejected? You are, you will be accepted if you do what is right. You will be accepted if you do what is right, okay? So just remember that. All right, let's go on. Um, So one day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields And while they were in the fields, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain uh, responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be Uh, homeless wanderer on the earth. So here's the thing, Abel was was pleasing to God in his offering and what he was giving, right? And God was like, wow, like, I'm blessing that. Wow, like, you gave me your first, like, the best of your produce, the best of your, of all of your livestock. Like, that's what he was giving, right? And so here's the thing, so he's giving the best, and then Cain's not, and then Cain's, like, looking dejected, because he's, like, he goes to give it to God, and God's like, Not giving him the same attention. How many of you guys look at it and go like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not getting the same, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting the same attention. And then what do you do, right? You get jealous, you get upset, you get challenging towards someone. But if you only knew what God would have said to you in that moment is if you only do, what was it? Um, It said, um, yeah, you will be accepted if you do what is right. So if you just do what is right, you will be accepted. Whatever you need, he's already got it for you. You don't have to strive for it. There's nothing that you could do to muster up anything more than getting the the desires that you need on the inside of you, the things that you long for, the real longing of a person, not the sinful longing of the person, where you're choosing to replace what you truly desire for being like a god in some capacity right or being like uh where you are higher than you need to be right so why are we motivated so wrong right why can we not um love the ables in our life all right daniel i want you to come down i don't know if daniel's uh, do you want to just come down for a quick second i'm gonna use you as an example here i didn't ask <laughs> and i i know he's brought it up about like you know in his past he's had people that you know you'd, you'd say you know we're we jealous of what he was doing in his life right like there were times like that and you're like what the heck like i'm just doing it but what does daniel right um you're not really having to do anything i just brought you up here just to stand here and smile everybody. <laughs> no, no, because i want to talk about but like you know like because he's doing something great right like you know he did some stuff like back in his past right where he was serving the lord and he was doing some good things right and seeing like lots of youth that are coming on fire for god and what happens right somebody gets jealous of it but if you know where daniel's heart is daniel's heart is because he just genuinely has a, a heart for youth right he just cares about like the individual and he had a um an encounter with the lord where he's like, I'm giving my all to him. And so he's doing an able moment, right? That's an able moment, moment, isn't it? Right? So then what happens in that able moment, right? Well, you're gonna have some canes, right? You're gonna, because of flesh, you're gonna have some canes, right? And so then, like, right, and then he's stepping into doing some stuff, right, with what he's been doing with um, the basketball, right? Like, we worked on some stuff in the beginning, but he's kind of like taking the full thing and having to just, run run ahead and i mean like you know like and, and just do it on his own and everything and you know try to map it out and stuff but it's like there was something that god placed on his spirit for that right and i just keep bugging him about all the different things in the bible i'm like you know like making sure like you know like remember it's this is god and you know all those kinds of things just doing the checks right like just just kind of quickly little check checkers with them right and you know and he's he's holding to that and so then what happens as a result of that right then he's b- blessing and doing things that God wants in his life, right? And so he lives out that, he lives out that, that perspective in his own life, right? Not because somebody else is doing, that, because he's putting that conviction in himself. He's going to be an able, whether somebody else is, <laughs> is going to be a Cain or an Abel. He's just going to be an able, right? That's what he's choosing. And so that's a good thing, right? And so the thing that I want to bring out in this is... Um, you know, is that when we have Ables in our life, right, you want to be happy to know the blessings that God provides through the Ables that you see, right? Because there's great blessing that come from experiencing and seeing what is involved in having that within an able. And guess what? You can have the exact same thing because it says that it is acceptable for the Lord to see that for you. So God had a blessing for Cain and told him how to get it. But guess what he, his choice was? He had to subdue, right, the sin in his life. He had to subdue the sin in his life. And then he was able to actually become something that was acceptable to the Lord, right? And so you can't just like sidestep God or think that you're going to cheat your way through to it. You have to walk through the same process. You we need to value the wins in others' lives. We need to um, love what happens in their life and seek God to get the same things. That's it, man. There you go. You did it. Look at that. (laughs) See? (laughs) Um, Oh, here's the point, okay? We want to get ahead and desire the next big thing. But at what cost? At what cost do you want to do it? Why do you throw the valuable things around you Cain could have had a relationship with Abel and he could have had a brother who was honoring the Lord and he could honor the Lord together with him. And that would have been a better, a better story. Unfortunately, it didn't work like that. Um, you know, so why do we throw those things away? Why do we, like, why do we throw away our family? Why do we throw away our churches? Why do we throw away the church that we attend because we get offended or, you know, something comes up? Why do we throw it away? Why do we throw away um, our friendships that we have built or people that we've grown with? Why do we throw it away, right? Um, you know, or those, those God placed in your life, right? So why do, we t- why do you take what is not meant for you, right? Um, you know, like... What um, like, why do we throw this stuff, like, like, that's not meant for us away for something that really could bring life in our life? You know what I mean? Like, why, why are we doing that? Um, you know, this is interesting. So, many times, Paul, okay, I'm not gonna, I was gonna bring up a scripture. I just, I, there's many spots in it. So, many times, Paul mentioned that he does not even care about preaching as long as someone is preaching the message. He didn't even care. He's just like as long as this gets out that's all that matters. That's what he, that's his, that was his heart. He's just like as long as it gets out there. We should have that same desire, right? But what happens? What happens? It's not good enough, right? It's not good enough that the message gets out. It's not good enough. It's only good enough if you're at the top of it. Whatever that is. It's only good enough when you get to be the top. See, here's the point again. (laughs) I said that a few times. (laughs) Um, We look at our church and see a small group of people and we desire more than what we have, right? The thing is, if you have the wonderful qualities of godliness, right? And you live the way that you do, everything should be great. If you have the desires of the godliness already wired in you, that's it. Where did Jesus live? Where did Jesus live? Nazareth. What did they say? What good can come out of Nazareth, right? So, did Jesus pick the wrong place? It's not about a place, is it? No. So you have a form of godliness that you can institute already in your life. You don't have to compare and contrast anything. You don't have to say... I need more people. What do you do with the people you have in your life? (laughs) Like, I've been working on a business for, with Carrie for, like, the last, like, it was, like, supposed to be, like, two months of, like, grinding it out. It turned into, like, four months, and I'm, like, oh, man, I'm not even getting any time for some fellowship during this time, and I'm just, like, it was bothering me a lot, and, and I think it was bothering her a lot, too, and so we just started to be able to, try to like build in all those connections again and get some of our weekends and different things opened up. So it's like, we're not going to go and try to like, you know, idolize something. Like even with her having this business, it's not like we're saying, oh, our friend group is now shifted or like now we have to have an upgrade package. <laughs> there is no upgrade package, guys. I don't know if you don't, I've got this already. Like the family of God is the family of God. Like Your richness in relationship is what will turn the tide, okay? Um, I'm going to totally, I feel, I'm just going to segue a little bit. I'm getting totally down to, like, the lower part of, of the message, but it's like when, you know, like, all your friends that you have, all the people that you have, they're the ones that that are going to build your your relationships. Do you know, who wrote the Bible? Right? You've got a lot of the the disciples there in um, the New Testament. Did you know that two of Jesus' brothers wrote two of the books in the Bible? His brothers. Did you know that 30 years he was spending in a relational sense, in a small sense, and his brothers are like, like, go out and do this thing. Like, you know, you're supposed to be that guy. Like, there's a passage in Scripture that talks about that. And Jesus is like, it's not my time to do that. And then when it was his time, he only spent three, uh, three years doing it. So, all those wonderful things we all got to see was three years. But guess what? Somebody else was able to be a part of his 30 years. And you want to know something? Those guys wrote books because guess what? Jesus invested, he didn't upgrade he didn't upgrade. Do you hear me? There's no upgrade. There's no dismissal of a person. It's, these are your people. Learn. (laughs) Grow together. They're different than you. They think different, and it might edge you the wrong way, but we have to learn, right? You know, like, look at this one church thing, right? Um, Here's the thing about that. I do not have a heart large enough, right? or knowledge of the people, or any of that, large enough to, to even service what it, it requires. I don't. I, to be honest, I, I, I just can't, I, I'm not that, uh, that, that way relationally. I'm just not that way. Like, it's just insane. Like, there's so many things that could, could potentially go on, right? And just so many needs that, to be honest, I, I really don't feel strong enough to, to do that, right? But guess what god does and you want to know something god um it's god fulfilling the desires of providing um, me with food and family is is that's what i need so he's giving me what i need me doing that type of um, that type of a job or anything like that is i desire the lord and in knowing him i help him with his desire that's what it is it's that i know the lord so i help the lord in his desire that's all it is. I'm not doing it because I have something that I can do that's awesome. I'm not motivated out of the, the, um, the pride of life. I'm not motivated with those eyes, right? Um, so the moment we shift our desires away from him and idealize the mission or whatever that is, right, we enter into idolatry because it was never meant to be that way, right? See, I have what I have already. I do not need, I don't need to do that job, right? It adds no value to my immediate needs or the ones I'm connected with. Adds zero value. I don't get anything beneficial from that. That's a work. That's a service. That's all it is. And guess what I get to do? I get to listen to my father and I can talk to him and know what he cares about. It is bigger than me. I do not have the knowledge. I don't have the love. I don't have the capacity. But guess what? When you know someone who is that and you have fellowship with them, what do you do? You draw your attention to what they desire. You do the desires of those that you spend your time with. Just like I said, when I wake up and I want to add value to my family, that's a healthy desire. When I want to add value to my friends, when I want to add value to different acquaintances and people that I meet along the way, when I love those people, right, that's what happens. My greatest, our greatest relationship is the Lord. So our greatest desire is to what? Is to know what he desires, not to replace his desire for your eye that's wrong in how you could use your gift for the lord on how he wants to craft something out of you to have a wrongful eye that you can be something great in the midst of it why why do we have to be something great like god wakes up or he's not waking up he's he's been up the whole time paying attention to everybody it's just common everyday thing for him to get to experience all the people on the earth He already knows everybody and loves them so deep. That's why it looks so awesome, because he's that huge. But to him, it's just like a day, like you waking up and having a coffee with the person that you care about. The only difference is you have to just realize that when you go and have a coffee with the Lord, right? You know, he's got a big cup. So so that's what it looks like. It doesn't mean that, that that's what you do, and that's, you're going to change your desires because he's crafted you as the way you are. He crafted you to care about the things that you care about. He, God is the one that's been crafted to care for everything. He can handle that. You can't. That's why he says, I've given you the grace in times. Because it was like Paul couldn't do it. He's in jail, and he's like praising God, and he's worshiping God. Because it's not in Paul. It's in God because he was on the road saying I love the father. I love the father so much. I'm in a relationship with him. And you know what God said in the midst of that? I'm taking every care I'm taking care of every one of your needs. I'm taking care of every one of your needs. I don't even care if you're in a jail cell. I'm going to give you my spirit and you're going to be full. You're going to be a complete person. You're going to be complete. So Paul had all that he needed even though he's tied up in chains. And guess what? God got to do something with Paul, or Paul got to do something with God. That wasn't Paul's desire. Paul didn't say, I want to get put in chains. Paul probably just wanted to have just a relaxed and chill time. That's what I think, you know? And here it is, he's in chains. Um, you know, through the eyes you can be deceived by all sorts of ungodly desires. Here's the thing, If you even look and desire the wrong way, you know the Bible says that if you look at a a woman um, lustfully, that you've already committed the act of adultery in your heart. As soon as you decide that you decide to do something like, I want to be like God or I want to be bigger than what God has allotted for me in this life, you've now entered into the realm of being able to focus on idolatry and idolizing something that was its basically replacing where God's position is in life and replacing that for something else. And saying, I'm going to idolize this area of my life. I'm going, to idolize, I'm going to idolize that. And in our society, the idols are really glorified. Really glorified. And it's like, we're going to build everything to go after these awesome idols. But guess what? The church is never meant to be that. I am a very boring person. And I live a very boring life okay you want to know you want you start hanging out with me you do know I mean, you have no idea that guy's boring okay so when people that love me right don't share an interest which I believe that there's a lot of people that don't share the same interest Maddie you want to come up here no, I'm just kidding. yeah right like the interests are, are kind of quirky a little bit different right you got it yeah you know and likewise right Okay, so, so guess what? Um, you know, um, where am I? So they want to do what I desire because they love me and love what, what I experience in that moment. That's what, I, that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> um, no, but, but it is. It really is. And, and they tell me that. But, you know, it's the same with God, right? So, like, when I'm ex- doing something, you're like, man, I just, I, I really love Aaron. So then in caring for Aaron when he experiences something, it's like, you know, I'm actually not interested in that, but it's kind of cool to see Aaron get excited about something, because I just care about him, and it's just interesting to see that. That's what we're supposed to do with each other, right? And it's the same thing with, with God. Um, You know, the very sad reality is that God is so large, and his mission is so big, but to him, it is just a simple day, right? Right? Do you want to experience Jesus Do you want to experience God? Do you want a relationship with him and get excited to share in his plan because it benefits his heart and knowing his heart is what you are after? Do you want to do that? Or what do you do, right? Like, okay, God comes out and he says, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you, I've got, I've got a spirit, right? Like, I mean, gifts of the spirit. Like, I mean, God comes down and he wants to send a revival, right? Bam, you know, you get hit. Like, you know, like, Michael, like, and I, and was hit with the, the joy of the Lord, and I, you know, and then he's, like, walking, and then he, like, prays for me, and then I'm, like, oh, shoot, and I'm, like, falling down, I'm, like, I got crossfires, and I wanted to, like, pray for people, I just ask God, what do I need to do, what do I need to do, and he's just, like, bam, <laughs> you're just gonna, you know, but it was, like, wow, that's amazing, like, the love and the joy, but imagine if you hung out with a friend, and then all of a sudden you saw something that he had, and you're just, like, hey, man, let's hang out again, And then you're like, let's just do that joy thing. Let's just do that joy thing. Let's just do that joy thing. And you're like, but don't you want to know me? No, let's just do that joy thing. And you're like, what? You don't want to know the guy who does all those things? Because he's so big, you can get easily lost in just saying, I want to be like God. Right? What if he gives you all of Canada. What do you think the devil tempted him in the, in, in, in the wilderness, right? I'll give you all the kingdoms if you bow down to me, right? That's what Satan was tempting him with. Only worship the Lord your God. Do not make an idol. Do not make an idol. Don't put anything above God in your life. Don't idolize anything it's not worth it. You're going to experience the, the life that Cain experienced. You're going to experience the Adam and Eve moment. You're going to experience those, and you get the punishment of that sin, right? And then you got to go to the cross. You got to get forgiven. You got to get set free. And then you walk out that grace, and then the life kicks in. And then the life kicks in. And then you get back on track. It's not like, oh, I'm free from, to sin and do whatever I want, and I won't live the death of that sin. No. You'll live the death of that sin because you're living in the sin, but when you decide to give it over to God and put it at the cross, now you've left it at the cross, now you're experiencing the life of God, and then you live out the fruit of the life of God, and you don't have to pay the wages of that sin, and that's the mercy and the freedom of that cross, is that it's instantaneous, that it can come, but your life is transformed completely 180 degrees, right? So, So here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do anymore. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter all those things. You have desires inside you, right? You have things that you care about. God wants to meet them. God wants to meet the desires, the longings of your heart. That's what God wants. His desire is the longings of your heart. His longing is the desire of knowing you. Will you give up your willing, your desire to want to be like God in whatever way that is in your life and say, I don't want to be like you, God. I want to be with you. Do you want to be with him? And then he could say, here's a little bit of joy I want you to experience. Oh, you're in a jail cell and you're tied up? I'm going I'm to give you a deposit of something in your spirit that none of these people have. And the jailers are going to get saved because they're going to see how much of a wonderful life you have compared to all of those people that are out there that are going to judge you and could have everything they could possibly put in their own earthly way, but they're living tormented on the inside. That Paul gets to experience that. That's, that's what we get to have. We get to have something a little bit more awesome on the inside of us. And so our desire needs to be correct. Um, So let's lay aside any idolatry and seek the heart of God and experience him in our life like we never knew before. Let's ask God for things in our life based on a pure desire and what we need and not out of ungodly motives. Our society is so corrupt for ungodly motives. If, If you wonder, you know, why you're dying inside, ask yourself, what are my eyes on? What are my eyes on? What are my eyes focused on? why did Jesus not make ministry based on size? Why did he make it not based on, like, he spent the three years in ministry, that's it, and 30 years with his family. If I had the mic, I'd knock, you know, do the, knock your head, and, like, what? It's like, do you know that, like, it's just so upside down, theology, like, I have to become some kind of What? Like, what do you have to be to have the approval of God? Nothing. There's nothing you can do to get the approval of God. You don't need that. Get that out of your head. It's not your ministry. It's not your job. It's not your worry. You don't have to worry about that. Everything you need is right here. All the godliness is right in here. All the experience and expression of that can be given from here to there from here to there because we have one small part Jesus when he walked on earth as one small man right, walked as a man to help give an example he did his one small part and he witnessed to his brothers and he witnessed to his disciples and he witnessed to the the ones that were close with him you can do your one small part and you could be your one small aspect of who you are in your life for those that are around you You already have everything that you need to have every form of godliness and to do everything that you're called to do in your life. And when God says, I need something of you that's for me, you can do that and not focus on what you're doing for him, but focus on what you're doing with him and through him. So, um... So, you, you know, you seek something outside of, of what you are in to get what you desire, but we do not need to, right? We have all of these things, right? You have a God who loves and wants to give you good things and wants to be super close with no favoritism. You don't believe it. A lot of us don't believe it. No favoritism given to another. None. So let's be what we are supposed to be where we are in our small place, in time, and on this earth. Greatest impacts come from this. It comes from being that. Like, we need to be able to be people that would love the other people that are in our life, and want to be with them. Are you? Are, are your interests and? In, oh, what is this? Oh yeah. Um, are your interests and in, you know uh, personality? Is it being misplaced? You know what I mean. Like, why do we try to be cool or change the way we naturally feel in a situation, right? It's because there's this common misconception of I have to be something, and I have to be part of this mix, right? And I want to have something else that I'll get appeased with. I'm not going to get noticed by a person, right? I'm not going to be seen by anybody, right? And so therefore, if I actually show myself different than the person that God made me to be, Therefore, I'm going to be acknowledged in the way that they show me on YouTube or they show me in the way that I've been socialized and other kids or other adults or other people have told me that this is how it works, right? But guess what? Who wants to know good old boring Aaron, right? Who wants to hang out and be with good old boring Aaron? Because guess what? You're probably not going to like what I like and that's fine, And i may not like what you like but i'm going to get along with you really well like the disciples were not people that got that god picked because they were going to get along really well with each other they were quite different they came from all sorts of backgrounds of life and he says what do you say when he went to leave love one another and be that that you know those people and what did he say in his final prayer i pray that you would be one as we are one so his whole desire is that form of unity and that connection What's the greatest place to be able to do that than the ones that are the closest to you? And then you expand from there. Simple. Uh, You don't have some kind of replacement. Oh, I got to go and take off. You have no idea. This is dry. There's a dry well. I'm I'm walking into a dry well, man. This is a dry well. There's nothing in here. It's like, that's it. Nazareth. There's nothing in Nazareth nothing in Nazareth oh oh wait wait wait. sorry 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 um Jesus was in Nazareth oh what nothing good was gonna come out of Nazareth oh oh pardon pardon me pardon me oh where was he born he was born in uh, the Hilton uh, uh, no, Oh, oh oh a manger uh a manger right oh that's a really cool place to hang out right yeah we can we can hang some lights and make that place really cool right like come on <laughs> come on guys, what do you think he's after? Um, So what you'll notice is in a church that's actually alive is a church where godly people are and where people practice godliness. And to practice godliness is to subdue the sinful nature and to pursue after the godly intent, to subdue your um, idealizing of things, your idols that you have, Take all the idols you have and throw them out and put in replacement of your idols God because he's the one that's going to give you all those desires that those idols never provided for you. Everything those idols ever could have provided for you are wasted. Even the idols that you don't think are idols because you're, you base it in a form of godliness or, you know, you religify kind of like your, idol, your idols, throw it out because it's got to come from the place of knowing the heart of God um so and trust me i'll know you want to know how i'm gonna know you're gonna hang out with good old boring Aaron. and guess what i know you're gonna learn what i like and i'm gonna learn what you like and there's gonna be some time where we have some fellowship and that's part of the church that's what makes the church exciting because we get to experience one another that's like the whole thing of of like what we need to do. That's why we do the small groups. That's why we do all the different activities. That's why we're doing the community groups, whatever. I mean, like, let's just keep growing and keep trying to figure out new ways to do that, right? So, you know, here's the thing, too, right? Like, in school, I was, I was bullied, right? And why? Because I was different, right? I was different. I was okay being different when I, was a, when I was a kid, right? And here's the thing. Now I realize that God made me, and I'm happy the way that he did, right? I'm not going to conform. I'm done. I'm not conforming. Right? But that was like back when I was a kid, right? But still, it affects us. These things affect us. So he has a purpose on me, and he has one on you. If you will open your eyes, if you will find it out through experiencing him, through throwing out an idol and experiencing him, you have to throw out the idol. You have to replace it with what God gave you. Um, Here is a hard thing to say, but um, I, I, like, this is a hard thing to say, but, you know, I accept my lot in this life and in the life to come. I accept it. I am actually accepting it. And I trust the one who made me, and am happy that I'm placed in the family of God that I have today. That is what I can say about my life, and that's how I feel, and I don't need to do anything more. It's not anything else, and God provides wonderful experiences in my life as a result, and that is not going to look like what you see externally. It's going to be through other types of ways that God speaks to the person, speaks to Aaron, and ministers to me as the person, and when i'm doing stuff for say one church it's not idolized it's just a job it's a boot i can't fill it's something that is bigger than a person it's not me it's god's i'm fellowshipping with him and he's doing his big thing you want to know something interesting is that all those ministers you see that you see on tv or different ones that are doing things they're not big you want to know who's big the big man upstairs you know i know what they're doing they're being his friend that's it that's the only difference you want to do things that god likes to do you like to journey with other people and experience what they like to do you want to do that with god just go and be his friend then guess what he made you he crafted you he knows your desires he knows how to fulfill your longings and he knows how to allow you to experience a life with him and you can do those things because he would not actually hinder it because he knows that you're wanting it with him and through him and that you're desiring what he wants ultimately it's a different perspective um you know so he's here's the thing i the last thing is i seek him for the meaning and understanding of all this as he is the loving loving remember that loving loving whenever you wonder about some aspect of what, you know, challenges you in your mind, does it sound loving? Does it sound loving? Because that's who God is, right? Is that he is our loving heavenly father that created me and will make into everything that he has for me. He will make everything he has for me. I seek him. I desire him. And I know that he will make everything he has for me. That's what I do. I desire him. He makes what he has for me. I am satisfied in that. I am satisfied with my lot in life. I am satisfied with where I've been placed. And I seek after the one who will reveal those things to me. And will draw me out who I am and what I'm meant to be. So... So seek God not your idols. Okay? He is the first best friend and should be. This is how it was destined. If God said scrub a toilet for my call, like someone, you know, has to do it. Why not me? Why not me? Why not me? Let, right? Let him pick the order. But when I spend time on the aspects of my life, he fills those with precious things because he desires what is on my heart. And so there's a difference between what's on his heart and what's on my heart. And I'm not getting that confused because the thing is, he desires what's on my heart. And in the task of serving him, I do not need to worry about what I do because it was never meant to be based on the desire of Aaron Newman. It was meant to be on the desire of Christ, and Christ appointed time for whatever his desires are today in this earth. And the difference is that when you think like that, God can say, I can use you, because you're just somebody that says, I get it, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I have no agenda, I have no nothing. You tell me what you want me to do, and let's go and do it. And in that process, in that journey, he's not asking me to... not a taskmaster he i am experiencing and loving who god is and He is showing me his heart every day that's my love that i get to experience that's the the joy of of the relationship that's that's the that's the hallmark right there that's that's the end all that's the holy grail right there that like literally like stop it right there that's it you get that you got it all okay if you want to experience if god if you're experiencing someone you will go where they go at some point there's some aspect of what they have in their desires that you go and do but i'm not confused it's not, I, I'm, not, I'm i'm really not i'm not like when i'm helping out with like one church or doing this stuff i'm not confused i'm not like thinking this is me i'm not thinking this is my desire i like it's not there is it interesting yeah i mean god does a lot of interesting things like i mean you see people get healed it's pretty interesting right like i don't know anybody else who does that You know what I mean? You're turning mankind around. You're getting them all to to know what it means to, to love the Lord. Like, wow, like, yeah, that's really big. That's a huge thing. But guess what? I'm not desiring that. I'm desiring Him. Desire Him. Get rid of your idols. Love God. Do you want to have the worship team come up and maybe we can sing that one of those songs? Um,. Now, I'm not going to get in the way between you and God, but if you want to come up to the front and just be at the stage and just give over some stuff to him or you want to do it from, from your seat or whatever, and I can tell you right now, like, you know, we all got that flesh in us, right? And again, if you even think that way, it says that, that you, you have committed that sin. So here's the thing. We have to get to a place where not only do we not— um, that, uh, like, you might say, oh, well, it's, it's, it's fine, because I'm not, I don't want to hurt anybody. But inside, there's this yelling uh, on the inside, right? This sin that's yelling and, and knocking at my door, saying, I want to idolize something, right? But here's the thing, even the desire and the longing for that is sin to God. What we need to get to is a place where we can understand in our spirit that we don't think and even get to a place where we rationalize like that, where we can just get up in the morning and just say, God, I love you, and I just want to do something with you today. And, like, when something that looks like it could be an idol just, like, pops up, you don't even realize it because you're not in that thinking anymore. That's the place of freedom. So when we're talking about worshiping God and we get into this right now, like, think on those things where the idols can muster up on the inside and let them go. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.